applause. Round of applause. Round of motherfucking applause. Boosie. Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. If you don't know this podcast, that's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Caitlin and Boos, I am your host, Octavius Rowe. Welcome to the Judgment Podcast. To my left is Vincent. And Ooh. to my far left, who's currently off camera, is Ricky. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky is back. <laughs> What's good, y'all? It's been a minute. What's up? What's up? Yeah, it feels good. Round of applause for Ricky making them return. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Clap it up for him. Clap it up for him. Give him a round of applause. Clap it up for him. Mm. Man. How y'all been? We're pretty good. I'm good. I'm good. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's been one of those wild few months. It's been rough, you know, but, you know, I'm hanging in there, I'm maintaining, you know. Yeah. So. I, I kind of hated the fact that we did the Tribute X's episode for Mike without you. I'm kind of mad at that because I really wanted you to be a part of that, especially with the beginning. Oh, yeah, good news. But that was, that was y'all did that with the... The day of the funeral, right? I think it was the day of... No, the day after. It was either the day of or the day after. Because, like, if it was... No, it was the day of. Because I was in such bad shape. Because Macho was... Was was, was that the one Macho was... He was on that that episode? No, that was your birthday one. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking about, so... Oh, no, for Mike was the same week he passed. Oh, yeah. We well, did it well, that I, same Saturday. Well, you know, I had, you know. Right. So we did that. I had, I had, I had you know, went out. Of, I had went out of town that day for, you know, for a little bit, you know, to clear my head. So. Yeah, understandably so. But, yeah, we did that part the same week that he passed. Yeah. And yeah, then we y'all did, did. Y'all did. Our, our For Ricky episode on your birthday the day after the funeral. Because the same day as the funeral. But I needed to do that part. With y'all because shit. Well, of course, you know I couldn't be there. Oh, right. you know that was right. my, you that, could, was my, that was the funeral and that was my birthday and it was your birthday. So, so I understood it, but I was like, I wanted you to be here because like we had a good ass laugh that day, and I'm like, this is therapy. Because if it wasn't for the pod, I probably would have did some dumb shit already. Without like, especially without Mike being around. Yeah. So it's just like to do this shit with Vince. And Macho, shouts out to Macho. He just dropped the tape. Go check it out. I'm gonna probably put the link in the description so y'all can check him out. But yeah, every since then it's just like it's been this one motherfucking roller coaster ride. Cause like you gotta think about it. Me and you, we came up through music, and we met in high school. Me and Vince, actually all three of us met at fucking Galloping Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time we so. met. I think so. That's the first time we met. It was me, you, Mike, Dave, and um, Joe, and Joe, and then Ray had pulled up yeah. on us. I think I, I think I think that was the first time I met Vince. Yeah, that's the was. first time we met Vince, and we was at an arcade. And because I knew I met him through you know through Ray and Dave, so. Yeah, I met yeah I met him through Ray and Dave, but like I said, Dave pulled up, and the events pulled up. And like he's been Brody ever since. 
Because any friend of Dave is a friend of mine. Because I think, I think I met him before Gallop and Go something. I think I met you before, but it had been a while since I... I think because you had pulled... I think you came on your bike. Yep. I think I had I met you before then, but it had if been a while since did, I had seen you. It so would have been over Joe's house. Probably. Pro- probably. Yeah. Probably at Joe's. I, I knew I met you before, before prior to Gallop and Go's. To this day, his reaction to Mike's passing was like... That's what made me cry was Joe's response. Yeah, because Joe, I think that same night, Joe had deactivated his his Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was, I think, he had been in denial for like a minute until he had finally made that post. Yeah. It was like a month ago. Yeah. It yeah. took, yeah, it took him a month to, like, process that. Because I, I didn't do mine right. I did mine a, uh, the the week the week after the funeral. That that my that that uh yeah, that Sunday I, the sixteenth May sixteenth and I sent mine the day after when everyone was starting to say something and it was known and it's crazy because uh when I wrote my my post it was like damn like that and that 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 was probably one of the hardest posts I had to put up it was like. I think it's still hard to accept, though. It is, you know, because like it's been what two months? Yeah, two months, and I lost, I lost my favorite artist and my best friend in a span of a month. Because you know me, DMX is my favorite artist, one yeah. of my favorite artists, and yeah, that's I, one of his too, right? And to lose him too, I was like, damn, I know what it's like to lose a homie now. Cause I've never experienced that, I I and I never had friends as close to me as you and Mike are. So to see that happen, I'm like, oh shit, this really can happen. Yeah, yeah, that was my yeah my closest homeboy since the sandbox since we was five years old. Right, and I didn't want to start on no somber note, but. Hey, listen, people, in order for y'all to know us, y'all got to know what goes on in our lives a little bit. And as to why Ricky wasn't here, because anybody who watched this podcast faithfully know that Ricky's a part of the team. I'm not going to eat unless my bro eats with me. I'm not going to sit here and try to make money moves unless my bros eat with me. To this day... When, when it was Reese, when we shot that video of uh, Mario sixty four. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember him. And I put up some fly shit on Facebook. I said something crazy. You know me. And I put <laughs> the judgment of Dante West Rose prohibited on this status. So y'all know the origin of why this podcast became a podcast. <laughs> Reese had put, bro. Why don't you turn that into a podcast? I was like. That's a good idea. And it just took me a while to, like, gather what I needed, which is the reason why I started watching the Joe Budden podcast. Because I wanted to know how it was done and done with your friends. Because he potted with his friends. Unfortunately, their relationship went left due to some shit that I have no knowledge of. But I hope they find peace. I hope they become friends, and I hope they find peace with each other. Yeah, I do. I do too. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want that for my friends. Right. Because I I feel like 
we are going to be successful, even though our first episode we got canceled like a motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like we got canceled like a motherfucker on the first episode. But it was so goddamn funny. And it was like and then the episodes when we was all four of us, the conversation was so fucking entertaining and positive and it was so fucking funny. I'm like, yo, this needs to happen more often. And then it's just me and Vince. It's still the same. It's still funny. It, it's still it's like it's still, you still get a laugh, especially that non-binary episode. That was funny. I'm sorry, okay? Sorry. That non-binary episode was funny as fuck. But yeah. So like that was the origin of this shit. And when he said that, like, you need to do this into a podcast, I'm like, all right, cool. So I said, if I was going to do this shit, I need to know who the fuck can I pod with. I'm, you, you was first pick. I'm like, I'm not doing this pod without Ricky. This is my right hand man. Like, um, this is my right hand man. Why the fuck would I not put Ricky on this podcast? And Ricky like to talk shit too. So like y'all 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 mistake this nigga for this cool ass demeanor. Ricky can talk cash shit when he want to. Don't let that shit fool you at all, my nigga. That nigga likes to talk shit too. And I even told Vince to his face he was the wild card because I did not expect him to do this shit. But the fact that he felt like I should have been done it. I said, I got to keep this man in my circle because it's going to be interesting. Because this motherfucker as a dynamic, I wasn't even fucking ready for. I thought I thought outside the box. And you know me. Yeah. You say it all the time. You don't think outside the box. You step outside the box and kick that motherfucker. Yeah, I did say that. I done said that, I done said that on, on more than one occasion. So... This motherfucker steps outside the box, makes another box, and steps outside of that one. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker Vince is... Yeah, he definitely provide. You definitely provide that balance. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be great. And when I get... Oh, because I'm buying a better camera. Okay. Yeah, we, we got to... We, I'm trying to... Because like, part of the reason I'm working... Cause one, I was bored as fuck. I mm-hmm. just got no. I just got tired. Of, every time I woke, it was you got the tired same. of waking up and having fun all day. No, I was I wasn't having fun. I wake up, eat breakfast. Well, no, nah, I take that back. I wake up, beat off, go back to sleep after I wash my hands, of course. <laughs> <laughs> eat breakfast, and just. Sit on my ass all day and play the game. And I literally did that for like six months. I was like, how many times can I wake up and beat my shit, go to sleep, and repeat? Yeah, but you're going to do that anyway. I mean, I do that now. But instead, (laughs) I wake up, beat my meat, wash my hands, and then go to work. Ah. (laughs) Right. It's it's way better. That's much better. Like for real, I like to come home on nut number two. It, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like you're getting, it's almost like you're getting paid to beat off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm one sex tape away from being a Pornhub legend, or OnlyFans. 
like, cause one of these days I'm gonna do a pod and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a pod just talk my shit just randomly. Hey, my dick's getting sucked. Damn, <laughs> I can't I can't talk about this serious shit no more cause she's sucking my dick. <laughs> like for real. Sometimes you just get tired of beating the segregation out your shit and just sitting there. Well, maybe you're not doing it right. No, I was. Oh, okay. I mean, I was. I mean, he got the job done. Lisa and the left hand, you know how I get down. I don't know. And I started evolving to new bitches. For real. I was, I was exploring. I was like, yo, these bitches is nice. I got so goddamn mad. I'm I'm starting to respect females with pepperoni and uh, areolas, though. Them big-ass areolas in front. Yeah. Pepperoni, though? Yeah, pepperonis. I ain't never heard of a guy compared to pepperoni. <laughs> That's the first. You ain't seen enough titties. I done seen some that look like Soul House cookies, but I ain't never seen none get compared to pepperoni. Oh, shit. You, you ain't seen enough white bitches then. Well, they, they, they look like pepperoni. <laughs> Look like pepperoni. It's this one girl. Her fucking uh, areolas are like hamburger patties. I don't know whether to beat my dick or fix Wait. a burger. Mm-hmm. Mm. Her areolas are like hamburger patties. Wait, so regular size hamburgers or like them all the slider joints? Not no slider, like huh. a Burger King hamburger patty. Well, doesn't that cover the into? Damn near. Hmm. Like yo, I want a BK burger every time I see her shit. I mean, I got to rub one out first because they nice titties, but I want a burger. But I always associated white girls with big titties. Even before even before that whole, they started getting thick phenomenon and shit. I, I used to always see white girls that were skinny. I ain't going to even lie. big ass titties. I ain't going to even lie. <laughs> I the, mean, for real. The first For one. real. That's what I, I used to always associate white girls with. Before, before I started seeing them, before they started getting ass. The biggest thing on them that was I used to see titties. was their titties. That's why I always associated them with for in the beginning, before they started getting thick. Like, for instance, the first white woman I ever fell in love with was Miss Burtner. Was our high school teacher, Miss Burtner. Now, I'm not going to say anything crazy because she is so goddamn sexy to me, I can't even curse talking about her. Like, she is a beautiful lady. She was yeah. the first white woman I knew that had a nice butt. A really big butt. I can't even say the other word. She had a really big butt. And she was very artistic. Very fun to be around. And like, oh my God. I'm like, bro. I love white women now. Right. <laughs> yeah, she was real. She was real cool. And bro. she was real, nice. real cool. Very nice lady. Very beautiful lady. Still is. It got to the point I had like I got a song about her. This is what I mean. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White girl? You say white girl? Yeah. That's a, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> 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 Damn, them motherfuckers nice though. Shit, huh? But <laughs> yeah, so what they bring me real nice. Real nice. <laughs> no, but Miss Burner was the first white woman I ever truly fell in love with. I, I, de- I, de- I knew I had a crush. Now, the first crush she, white woman, I think, the first white woman I had a crush on was Lucille Ball. And, and that's was the first one I had a crush. She, matter of fact, she was the first thick white woman that I had. She's ever the saw. first thick white woman and, like, I've ever seen, ever. And I've been to different countries. 
I've been to four different countries in six states. Been to Germany? Uh, briefly. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't see any there. Well, it was brief. It was very brief. It was like in and out. We we out. Mm. But then I realized. I didn't realize later. You brief. You were brief. In and out. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Hey, ain't no wrong way. <laughs> you was brief, man. In and out. Real brief. Real brief. But no. In and out like the drive through. Yeah, she is mm. the. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, man. I ain't been here in a minute. I know, right? <laughs> I, I got it, you know. Thank God this ain't a job job. Your attendance <laughs> is horrible. Damn. <laughs> Shit. This hey. motherfucker got to write this nigga up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, you know. But uh, understandably so, life happens. There's nothing you can do with life and family always comes first. So that's why we didn't trip. Shit. But, yeah, she was the first white woman I've ever, like, Feel like I had feelings for this lady, and she made. She's the reason why I write the way that I write now. Wait, who was one? Miss Burner. Okay, okay. Cause her art style was so catchy to me, and then she had this so flamboyant personality. Like she knew how to like get a rise out of you, so <clears> to speak. <throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, I, I love you, Miss Burner, and I'm only going to say this once because I respect you. But back then, that Miss Burner was the reason my dick was stiffer than white people's dance moves. Dead ass serious. <laughs> like, for real. Like, you know what Booth said. Hey, bro, come on now, dog. This nigga, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Dead ass is. Man, she got a nigga stiffer than white people's dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit is crazy. <laughs> it was filthy. Like, seriously, the table was on lean every time I saw her. I'm like, what? Right. And then she gonna tell, tell people that she was a belly dancer as if our dicks ain't hard enough. I don't think so. I remember you telling me that, but I had never knew that. Though. Yeah, I think you but, told me some years ago. Yes, I had but, never knew that. Oh my goodness, I love that lady, and I respect her so much. I feel bad for saying what I'm saying, but that's just naturally how I felt about her. Like this song that I wrote for her has no curses. I mean, no, you, you told me that. You I talk, literally... I believe you, you told me that over the phone. I literally wrote this song at, in the mind of an artist. Not just me being a rapper or anything. I wrote this as an artist. I wanted to paint this picture that there's this beautiful white woman I've never met a day in my life. But the first day I see her, I'm like, I love this woman. <laughs> And I want my verses to be as beautiful as she is. I'm like, yeah. Like, seriously, what's the first white woman you ever fell in love with? Hmm. Who's your first white white woman crush? Hmm. I, I don't know. Damn. Barbara Eden. Who was that? You said Barbara Eden? Yes. I think From I dream of Jeannie. Oh, that's probably mm. why I, I probably I didn't, I didn't really watch you know Barbara, like that. Mm. 
Round of applause. Yes. Barbara Eden. Oh, hell yeah. I Dream a Genie? Mm -hmm. The original? Yep. Oh, yeah. She was right. She's definitely a beautiful lady. Yeah, even in her later years, she's beautiful. Yeah, even in her yeah, even in her later years. This is her. The original I Dream a Genie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, I know her. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I I I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Lucille Ball was the first redhead I fell in love with. She's the first white woman overall. But to find out that she was not only what but a redhead, oh jeez. Redheads do something to me. You know, there, there's actually one other lady that I'm not going to say because because, <laughs> because they're... You sound like you jizzed. <laughs> because because um, there are people who I know that know her because. and they may tell her that. So I... I uh, yeah, no. I just need you to put on these headphones real quick so you can hear this sound effect because this one's for you. <laughs> That's for you. That's for you. Yeah, but if if I say who it is, she it may get back to her. Oh yeah, it'll probably so, get back to her. I'm I'm not gonna mention her name. Right. Nah, I feel you. Sometimes you gotta keep your crush a secret. For real. Because you, you never know. But hey, sometimes it may work in your favor. Like, well, I don't know how. I mean, I, not in your situation. Right. But I'm talking about, you know, a, a person that's available, hmm. like Ricky or myself. Like, Ricky can sit here and say, hey, man, I got a crush on this one girl named uh, Bo Delaquisha or some shit. Cause you know, no, no. Ricky liked them old old Southern bitches. He probably was gonna like a bitch named Esther. Right. <laughs> Hell no. She gonna. Well, her name gotta be Esther. <laughs> could be Gertrude. It be, could sure. be Gertrude. No. But shit. Oh no, 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 no. I, I met this. So when I was working, oh goodness, when I was working at GNC, <laughs> there was this lady named Gertrude, and if you saw her. You would not be able to guess her age. Oh wow! And I asked somebody else who worked there. She was there with her, uh, uh -huh. with who the person I was working with thought was her son, and she thought she was like what, like twenty eight, something like that. It's like no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. She's about double that age. But another woman thought. That she was younger than she was. It's like, and I, when, when I, cause I saw her ID and I'm like, I, I was, what? There's no, yeah, she was, <laughs> she was born when she was born. That was her age. She was, she just aged really well. Oh, wow. And the only re, and the only way that you could tell that she was older is cause she had like a few streaks of gray in her hair. Not a whole bunch. I'm sorry, it's something sexy about a chick with gray hair and she knows how to wear it. Like, a, a chick with all gray hair, like that kind of looks like a milfy version of Storm. Hmm. Like, 
Yeah, like, like a, a MILF version of Storm. Like, looking like that, and then you take care of yourself and all that other good shit. Like, like yo, there's plenty of women that's, like, in their 60s and 70s. Like, yo, I would definitely, you know, do some sexual things to that lady and mow her lawn. And uh, wash her dishes and, you know, do some housework. Right. Like, I would do housework after I sleep with that. Like, like, I don't know. You know who I wanted, like, hold on. Like, I love black women, right? But if I could pick a black woman that I wanted my women to be more like, it would be Felicia Rashad. Yeah. Absolutely. Felicia Rashad. Like, I felt like between her and, um... Yeah, between her and Thelma. And I hate good times. <laughs> oh, trust me. I fucking hate good times. When he say he hates good times, he means it. There's no fabrication. I hate good times. But I, I lo- thought... I love... That's Thelma. Whew. I thought Thelma... Was the most beautiful black woman I've ever seen, and she didn't have to wear makeup. She still none of that bullshit. Her afro was out. Her body was toned. She had a smile that's just like, wow. And uh, and uh, Miss Parker from Friday, she she still looks good. Yeah, I seen Miss Parker from Oh Jesus, because she's married to 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 Thelma's ex husband, I believe. Oh, that's oh wow, that's interesting. She, I believe, uh, they like they like three three years apart. Hmm. Yeah, I've definitely seen her. I'd like she definitely can make a nigga reach for the Charmin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I ain't know back in the day she used to be on the uh she was one of the girls on the Price Is Right. Really? Oh, she was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, fun damn. I didn't know that. But then again, there's a lot of these females that you don't realize how old they are. Until you see them in like previous shit, just like I thought Garcelle Bouvard, fancy from um Jamie Foxx show, mm-hmm. was young as fuck. But then you see her as a teenager in the Cosby Show. Hey, I didn't even know she was on the Cosby. She was on the Cosby Show. She dated Theo. Yeah. Dish. Yeah. She was on the Cosby Show. Mm. And I think she was also in um. If I'm not mistaken, only thing I only thing I remember. I think she was also in the uh, Michael Jackson "Remember the Time" video too. If I'm not mistaken, ah, uh, no, I don't Who think I don't she think she that? was. You she about the Queen? I don't think so. no. That was that was uh, a no, no. That was a I Iman. thought she was one of the backup ladies oh, okay. that was in the background. I don't, I don't know. I know she was in uh, the, the R. Kelly uh, download video. Well, we know that. That's that's what I remember her for, but in like before Jamie Foxx, cause she yeah that was that yeah that was the she was in that video the year before Jamie Foxx came out. That was yeah, 90, yeah that video was what in ninety five I think. Yeah, but it was a lot of people that blew up that was on the Cosby Show just like that little girl that was uh old Bill Cosby that when he was doing was Alicia, I know it was uh, Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys Alicia Keys yeah. Just, but yeah, Cole, I, Cole, he was he he was he was cockroach then. Mm-hmm. Right, he was cockroach, cockroach then. But yeah, I did not know that fancy was on. Like you don't, Crit, Christoph St. John. Yeah, that dude that was a young and the restless. Young and the restless. You know, may he rest in peace. Yeah, hell, even little Richie, family members mm-hmm. matters. 
You don't realize how old they are until you go back and look at that shit. I was like, wait, she was in Cosby Show? There was a lot of people that we didn't realize that got they start on the Cosby's. But you don't realize how old they actually are, though, too, because they look so goddamn young now. Myra from Family Matters, she was, you know, even though she was, you know, Michael Jamal Warner's real life girlfriend. Right. You know, they had been dating. And years, I'm like, you know, may she rest in peace as well. You know, that was still. I yeah, still, she died young. That hurt. Man, 30. Mm. She was only 30. She was only 30 when she, and she didn't even look 30. She you looked like she was like early 20s. Man. Like, Myra was so beautiful. Yeah, she was. She was so years. fucking beautiful. Myra Boutros, Boutros Monkhouse. <laughs> I'm surprised you still remember that. Yeah, she was so fucking beautiful. That was a beautiful lady. Yeah, but yeah, was, I always wanted was. I always wanted a wife that that was modeled after Felicia Rashad. And it wasn't because of how Felicia Rashad looked. It was the, how she acted in the Cosby show. She carried she carried herself as a, with, with class and elegance. Right. And a lot of people don't understand, like, like for instance, just like when black women say a dude who don't like weave is gay or some shit. That's, that's, that's the shit I don't understand. Here's the thing. The, I don't understand that I shit. I grew up in a household where the women didn't wear it. It's what I'm used to seeing. My mom doesn't wear makeup. If you see my mom, me and my mom have gone out plenty of times and they thought she was my damn older sister. You know what's but you know what's crazy though? It usually be the women that are that are they'll call you nappy head in a minute, but they're ashamed of their own fucking hair. They'll stay ashamed of wear their own hair, but you got to know to call somebody else nappy headed when you probably just nappy headed, if not more nappy headed than I am. Right. I ain't never like, understood that shit. You've seen my mom. Of course. How, that's, like, the, that's like my mama. Exactly. Does my mom look like my mom? No. No. Hell no. You, yeah, you used to <laughs> my mom. My mom does not look like my mom. She looks like my older sister. And when I tell you her age, you're like, no fucking way. Hmm. There's no way that, no, no. You gotta be kidding me. I'm like, no, this is the household I grew up in. My mother didn't wear makeup. My mother didn't wear weave for most of my childhood life. My mama didn't start wearing weave until she started getting later on in age and she was battling cancer. That's when she started wearing it because it was affecting her differently. But outside of that, my mother has been natural most of my life. So when I see women with natural beauty, I gravitate to that. That I'm sorry. I like a black woman who is natural. No makeup. I like women. Wim- black women with locks. I swear to God you having my babies. <laughs> a black woman with locks? Oh, Jesus. And, oh, and my that, Jesus. And that natural fro. And that natural that afro? natural fro, man. With that skin. Glistening, oh, boy. Listen, beautiful. Lauren Hill and <laughs> hey. Maxine Shaw are the most beautiful chocolate women I've ever seen Who? on TV. Who again? Lauren Hill and Maxine Shaw. Oh yeah. Al- yeah uh, Shaw Erica from- Erica Alexander. She still she still looked the same as oh she did when she was on Living God, Single. Don't, mm. That's the epitome of a beautiful chocolate woman. Because I seen her on I the ain't. Breakfast Club. She was on the Breakfast Club a couple years back. Man, and she still looks the exact same. I love I if I if I can Date a woman that looks like them too, 
or presents themselves like them too, I will be a very happy man. To like, like, cause it's just like, I love chocolate skinned women. I have a huge infatuation with that. A lot of people don't know that about me because they think, Donnie, all we see you with is Puerto Ricans and shit, and you fucks with Hispanics women a lot. Of course, I had to find something else because my sisters didn't fuck with me. I'm not a thug. But you know what? Nah, this is the thing that get me though. They be is this fake outrage when you when you see a brother that you knew you wouldn't give the time of day if y'all was standing in a clock shop, but, mm. you, but you see him with a white woman. And, oh my god, he he couldn't handle. Man, you wasn't even looking his way when he when he was trying to get at you. Now, now he, now he with somebody else outside, outside our race. Now all of a sudden he a coon, he a sellout. He couldn't handle you. Hell, when, like, he, when he was trying to get with you, you wasn't checking for him. To her, she got fine to me when she cut her hair. She got she, fine yeah, to she me fine. Yeah, when she, she cut her hair. Like I love, like I love a woman who can rock short hair, and I'm talking about that Holly Berry short. Oh yeah. The Holly Berry shirt. Jada, short like, hair Jada Pickett is way better looking than long hair Jada Pickett to me. Oh, yeah. I get, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you have to have a right shaped head for that. Yeah. Well, it did. That is also true. That's true, yeah. Not, yeah, true. not, not everybody. Let's not get carried away. Not, not everybody, everybody can, can pull, pull it off. off. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a select few. Rihanna can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Rihanna pulled that. Cause off. she, yeah, she looked like hers is like she wear she wear hers like Holly wear hers. Yeah, exactly like, alike. And of course, Holly Berry made that famous. Yeah, made that look famous. Who else? Neil Long was rocking her hair like that too. Neil, no, Neil. I want to say what's Neil Long? Was it what in Best Man? Was she rocking like that in the Best Man? Okay. Yeah, that. First of all, Neil Long. No, Friday she was doing it too. Yeah, Friday she did it. And yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. You you you're right. She was she Neil, she was rocking that. In, I appreciate in the '90s because black women had a more natural look, and that's what I grew up in. Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks, Nia Long, Jasmine Guy, um, Aaliyah, Stacey Dash before she got off her deep end. <laughs> you know who's um, uh, you know who Straight became lost her damn mind. Right, you know who became attractive to me. When I started looking at her differently, and uh, it's because of Macho, um, India Ari. India Ari is very beautiful to me. Hmm. I, I, and it's just, and it's not so much of how she looks; it's her spirit. Yeah. But I'm in a different place now, so as to where, when it comes to women, I want to actually get to know them. I want to know the person instead of what your insides feel like. Like, don't get me wrong. Hey, I could be the type of guy that'll penetrate and skate, but I don't want to do that anymore. Hey, but at least you being honest about it, though. Like, I could you be up front. Dr- you upfront about what you, if that's what you own, you upfront with it. You upfront about it. Right, and I'm like, listen, I could be the guy to penetrate and skate, but no, that's not who I am anymore. That's young nigga shit. I'm gonna let you young niggas do that. I'm about to be 35 in literally 24 days. In 24 days, I will be 35 years old. I am in a different space. Oh, yeah. While we recording, for my birthday, I won't weed. 
Hmm. Hella, hella weed. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Just get me weed. White Russian blunts for the bro. White Russian blunts for the bro. Like, if you don't give me weed, give me at least a box of white Russian blunts, white owl, white owl, white Russian blunts for the bro, because that's the first drink Mike has ever made for me. When we went to that party, which is epic as fuck, he made we met some of the same people that we... That we're cool with today. And we still around. And the first alcoholic... Much love to them. Shouts out to them. Yep. And the first alcoholic beverage he ever made for me was white Russian. And he was like, yeah. And I remember he was like, try this shit. And I seen him put the Kahlua, and I seen him with the milk, and I was like, wait a minute, milk. I don't know about this. And I tried it. Oh, God. I was lit the rest of the night. That's all I wanted to drink. He, like, he made the best fucking white Russian I've ever had. White Russian don't taste the same unless he makes it. Hmm. Unfortunately, he's not here, so I have to drink the trash ass shit. Mm. <laughs> but no, he made a great white Russian, and he threw some of the best parties. Like, you can't go to a party hosted by Mike and not have fun, unless you're just a stupid ass nigga. Like every time he, every time he held an event, it be it became something you remember for the rest of your days. Even even after his passing, there's not a single fucking person who can sit here and say they have a bad memory with Mike. Not a single fucking person. And we have a lot of friends through this nigga. We have a lot of memories through him. And not one person can sit here and say they have a bad memory with Mike. Well, 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 like I was saying, like, you know, before we started the podcast, he had such a strong presence whatever, whenever he walked in the room. So when you lose something like that, someone that's responsible for bringing so many people from so many different walks of life together is, is devastating. It, it, it just, it, it leaves a huge void, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, it a huge hole in your heart, you know, that you, you know, that like can never be replaced or filled. So. Yeah, because it's just like, it's a lot of people. That even to this day, even if I don't like necessarily fly with them like that, they're around because it's a part of the tree that might grow. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, even the the guy I'm barely talking to now that we used to work with, he's still my nigga. But right now he's doing some fuck shit that I can't talk about. And I'm not really rocking with him like that. But at the same time, he's part of the tree that might grow. Because Mike grew this big ass tree and it branched off into a series of friends. Yeah. And, and if it truly, wasn't for Mike, did. if it wasn't for Mike, I wouldn't know you. Hmm. If it wasn't for Ricky, I wouldn't know Mike. And the crazy part is, to this day, I was like, imagine, imagine what, what our lives had been. If I just crossed the bridge. Because I've known Ray since 1992. That, like, and that's his cousin. I grew up with his cousin and didn't meet him until high school. And he was telling him stories about me. Hmm. Like, and, and, and the funny shit was, it's just like, when we graduated, he was telling, no. No, this is before we graduated because we was in class when I found out that Ray was his cousin. 
Because uh, he was like, yo, my cousin Ray. He said, you know Ray? I said, yeah, that's my boy. I, I grew up with him. He said, you know, that's my cousin. He said, he used to tell me all these damn stories about you. And he used to call you Donnie. He said, he knew me by Dontavious. Because nobody called me Donnie in high school. Except my sister. And my sister and my brother. That's the only people that ever called me Donnie in high school. He knew me by Dontavious. Everybody knew me by Dontavious. So when Ray was telling him stories about me, he just he kept saying Donnie. And he, he didn't realize that the person he met in high school was the person he was talking about the whole time. <laughs> I had no clue. He was telling me stories in the whole time. I was in. I was in. I had a class with him, and and never right. knew. <laughs> and then some of our childhood friends are the same, like Candy Pop. I've known her since probably nineteen ninety two, ninety three. And she, I met her around it. I met her around at that same time too. Right. We met. We grew up around the same people. And we had we have more ties to each other. Her and her, her and Shante. Right. Then we thought because mm. I went to school with her and her sister, and I'm like, yo, because I used to. I to this day I still have a crush on her sister because she looked like free. She she uh, she does <laughs> she look, look like, like free. free. She do. Like I love Candy Pop. I love them both, and I I crush on them every day because they. They just so beautiful yeah, to me. Yeah, they beautiful. But very, very beautiful women. Very beautiful. You know. But so, shouts but, out to them. But I haven't home, seen them the home girls. Yeah, but I haven't seen Candy Pop in years. So the first time I seen Candy Pop was when we went to that uh, barbecue, the block party. Yeah, that that's was the yeah, first time yeah. I ran into her. Yeah, that was some years in ago. Years. Yeah, that was some years but ago. But I knew of her sister, but I didn't know that was her sister because I went to high school with her sister. And I always had a crush on her because she looked like free, and I love free. I'm like, and it's just nice to see. Because uh, uh, uh. I, because I seen, because I seen Shantae at uh, at uh, at his at his grandma house, at new grandma house. I seen her. I was I was talking to her for a little bit before I had left. Right, and then it's just something nice about seeing a, a black woman with the curly afro. That's always been attractive to me. <laughs> that's that's always been attractive to me. You can always count on with her. Her hair color is gonna match whatever out color outfit that she has on. Oh, nobody, <laughs> nobody did that better than her. For real, nobody did that better than her. Every time, every time, I, every time I seen her, her hair color, her hair her color outfit. would match her outfit. Almost every time I seen her, and she's nobody did that better than her. And now she rocking the blonde and see, but it's perfect because it goes with her complexion. Yeah, it goes it goes very well her complexion. And I'm like, yo. I said, like, imagine what it'd been like had I crossed the bridge. Because at that time he was going to Garfield, and me and me and Nug was going to Lexington. And they're rival at the, schools. At, at the time that he was going, at the time him, Ray, Candy, Pop, and Shantae was going to Garfield, and we never knew each other. We never hmm. knew each other. And we was right across the bridge. We we even did the, that song. In the, the beginning the of that tribute that y'all did, that was that was me. That was the song we did hmm. across, across the, the bridge. bridge. And we and and it's crazy because the collection of friends that I have because of Mike, we could have all grew up together because they were on Seventh and Lexington at the time. I was on First and Madison. Hmm. And okay. it, like in hmm. Maywood. Hmm. 
like in Maywood, um, Maywood is divided by that bridge. And once you cross the bridge, you're just on a whole nother other side of Maywood. But my mother would never let me go to that other side. Because she thought it was dangerous over there. And it really wasn't. It was just a bunch of people. And the fucked up part is, I used to pass it. And I used to see their block parties, not knowing who it was. I used to go past our block parties, not knowing who the fuck it was. I just seen a bunch of people out on the street having a good ass time. I was like, damn, I want to go over there. <laughs> we, definitely, we definitely had some fun. Having a good ass time. I'm like, damn, I want to go over there. But I don't know none of these niggas. I ain't like, beat my ass. Now, who the fuck this nigga is? <laughs> right. And then when you finally did, you know, you got to know us and you came over. Right. It was, it was all, all love and, and nothing but fun. Like, imagine what our friendship would have been had we known each other since 1992 opposed to 2004. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah, you definitely would have had fun with us. The childhood memories, like our adult memories is fucking awesome. Our memories from teenager all the way to now in our 30s is just like, it's great. But when you tack on childhood memories, especially if I grew up with this motherfucker, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we had some fun on that block, man. The, we had some fun, man. Yeah, you definitely would have. But hey, important thing is you met us. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I met the people I met. You still met us. That at the end of the day, man, that's all that matters. But it's just like you know, it's all about time, man. Maybe. Maybe I was supposed to meet you as a teenager instead of as a kid. But then again, my childhood wasn't really spent much in Illinois anyway. I wasn't in Illinois full time until I was 15. Because hmm. between the ages of fucking five, six, from eight all the way on down to 15, I wasn't in Illinois. I was in Texas. I was in Indiana. Brief stint in uh, Montana. Yeah, Montana. Mm. Montana look crazy. Montana's beautiful. Brief stint in Alaska. Mm. Then went out to Shanghai, China for a little bit. Five years in Japan. My dad introduced me to uh, Singapore and Indonesia. I that book bag that you know that Army fatigue book bag I used to have. Mm -hmm. I, that that was made in Singapore. Oh, okay. That was that, and I kept it to this day. And I got that bag in nineteen ninety six. Hmm. I had that bag since ninety six, and it was just crazy that like I didn't spend time in Illinois until I turned fifteen, and I got back and I went to high school and all this shit, and then when I was in I was at Proviso East. And the day I left Proviso East was the day um, Petey died. It was this guy named Petey. He had got shot and killed. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of people that I was in classes with that were just dying out of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of mm -hmm. here. And my mom was like, excuse me. My mom was like, we got to get you the fuck out of here. Huh. My mom was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want my kids around that because my mom was my, my, our mother didn't want us to grow up in the environment of violence. 
She wanted us to grow up and understand family, the importance of it, that all we got is each other. Even if our family right now is divided, I still got my brothers and sisters. I still got my nieces and nephews that look up to me. Like I, I had a, I had a touching moment with my niece, and I wasn't even there for it because she was arguing with my cousin, and my cousin Nas, my nigga, I love that nigga, and he was, they was arguing. She said, "I'ma beat you up." He said, like, "You ain't gonna do nothing. I'll beat you up." She says, "You know what? I'm not gonna beat you up. I'ma get my uncle Donnie. My Donnie's gonna beat you up." And my mama called and she said, guess what, Donnie? I was like, what? Let me tell you what your uh, your niece said. I said, which one? She says, I, you'll know when I tell you. She says, my Donnie going to beat you up. I said, is that Zaya? He's like, yep. And I'm like, yeah, I love my niece. And I love her. I, I love all my nieces and nephews. But me and Zaya are probably going to could probably go be as close as what me and uh, Michaela is because Zaya's birthday is two days after mine her birthday is July 29th mine is July 27th uh, that little girl is the light of my life all my nieces and nephews are the light of my life I think they humbled me because they made me a better they made me a better man because I couldn't think as recklessly. Because in my head, when I do shit, sometimes I tell myself before I make a fucked up decision, how do I have to explain this to my niece and nephews? Why Uncle Donnie isn't around? Or why Uncle Donnie is in trouble? I don't want to explain that to them. So I got better with my decision making off the strength that I don't want to have to. I don't want nobody else to explain that to them as to why Uncle Donnie isn't around, or Uncle Donnie is like not coming home. I don't. I don't want them to experience that. So I had to be better with my circle, which is why I'm glad Mike, with with growing up with coming up with Ray and developing a relationship with Mike and Ricky. I knew who my circles of friends were. And I know who I wanted my friends to be. Because Mike has saved my life twice. He has saved my life once. And I like I hold that to high regard. Because not too many motherfuckers would do that. I tell the motherfucker, like when I told him, I was like, yo, I'm home. I'm out in the street with a big ass purple duffel bag. Half a battery on the phone and a bunch of fucking Mexicans circling around me ready to beat my ass. They's ready to fuck me up. I called this nigga. I said, Ricky, I'm 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 bad right now. He's like, where you at? I said, I think I'm on Bellwood Avenue. This nigga, you know what he said? I'm on my way. This nigga pulled up in his pajama pants with no shoes on. <laughs> like, and I think it was in the summer. I think so. I think I was it was in the summer. I on the phone. I actually had you on. Yeah, I still had, had you on. Me. I ran out. I ran all the way to Bellwood Avenue. He ran all the way to Bellwood. Barefoot. In his pajamas. And we actually end up meeting um, towards that church. Yeah. 
Because I was like, I'm going I'm to keep walking. Because these niggas is really circling me right now. They're, they're trying to fuck me up. So let me keep going. And we met at that, uh, we met around that church. And it's crazy because with that personal shit happening, I get, I get to his crib. I'm like, and my mom to this day loved the fuck out of Ricky for doing that, even though she was mad at me. It's like Ricky is my son now because he didn't have to do that. And he walked his, uh, he like, he got up and he did that shit. And hesitate. He just got up and did that shit. And I said, I knew who my, I knew who I wanted my friends to be. Because, like, when I'm, like, you know who your friends are when you fucked up. It's a bad situation to find out. Because when you're doing good, you don't know if these niggas is real to you or not. Right. Yeah. You don't know if their intentions is pure or not. Hold on, let me turn on this light. Because I forgot I'm black as hell. <laughs> like, you don't know that. You don't know that at first, as far as, like, your friends. But you'll know when you're in a bad situation or in a bad spot. It may be little, it may be minor, and it may be major. But you really know, find out who your friends are when you're in a bad spot. And I was homeless. Park bench living. He came and scooped me. I'm like, hell no. And it's just like, even when I met you, I like people who be themselves. Vince is him regardless of who the fuck is around. Oh, yeah. that's I've seen that for myself. Vince is him, and that's why I respect this man. That's why I'm glad he's my bro. Same thing with people like, you know, Joe. You know. Joe, same way. Me and Joe, our friendship is so fucking funny. I've been knowing, that's been 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. I met him the same year I met you. Yeah, that was, yeah, 04. 04. Yeah, I met him, I met him, uh, um, my freshman orientation at West. That was that was oh one. Damn. Yeah, that was oh one. I met I met him in the, I met him in the field house. Mm. That was yeah twenty years. <laughs> twenty years. I've been knowing him. Yeah, I met him in oh four the same year I met this fool, and we <laughs> had a uh, we had a class together. Cause I like to sit in the back. I like to isolate myself. But Joe is the same fucking way. So I'm sitting here in the back, and I just see this motherfucker sitting here drawing, playing his Nintendo. And I'm like, I'm going to sit next to this motherfucker. <laughs> so I sit next to him, and we didn't say nothing to each other, but I think it was something happened as to where it made me speak to him. And he a cool dude. And plus, I'm Japanese at heart, and I think he was drawing some anime shit. And that's what made me talk to him. And we literally became friends off the strength that he hated me for living in Japan for five years. <laughs> like, dead ass serious. I told him I lived in Japan for five years. He looked at me and said, I hate you. <laughs> and after that, we've been friends. Moshi, moshi. Right. Right. And I was like, <laughs> and, I, and that's when I found out that's one of his places he wanted to go before he kicked the bucket. That's his, like, dream place to go. I'm like, yo. And, like, that's been my nigga ever since. Like, nah, I I like my collection of friends. Because everybody thinks, nigga, your friends are weird. Nigga, they my friends. They're not yours. 
They are my friends. We, in, in other words, we we not we not hood or street. So we're, right, we're, much. You know how that. Right, you know how that hood, go. We're not street. We are just a bunch of brothers who like who like the same things. We all like big titty women. A lot of us like gaming. A lot of us love music. A lot of us like weird shit, quote unquote, hey. not black shit. I like, I, man, I like, I like dope beats, dope rhymes, like, and women that stick at Steve's. I'm a simple man. <laughs> we know, we see all the ass you be posting. Exactly. Oh my god, I love women. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a black man that love women. Chocolate deluxes, French vanillas, butter pecan Puerto Ricans. Shut your ass up, Method Man. <laughs> Your ass up. We we bonbons and all that good stuff. Right, you only seeing that because I got on this Wu Tang show. <laughs> actually, I didn't. It just actually I didn't. Real you talk. You didn't notice I had on this. I damn noticed Wu-Tang it, but shit? it wasn't. It didn't. I wasn't looking in your direction when I was when I was saying that. I was just looking at. I was just was so looking at like, Vince, like, and then it hit me shit. like yeah, the Wu Tang shirt. It made perfect sense now. I was like, this nigga. That's why I said shut up. I'm like, this nigga ain't shit. He know I got on this Wu Tang show. He go quote Wu Tang. Shout out, shout out to Wu-Tang, you know, Ice Cream Classic, you know. Yeah, but I'm like, yo, I love my collection of friends. Like, Thank you. Like, I, I like, too. it's just, it's just, it's just nice to have people that's really different and the same at the same time. Because, and, and, and we're all brothers who be themselves. Even to when um, I met Dave. That was the most. I've never gained so quickly. I've never gained respect for someone so quickly as the, to the day I met him. Because I think we was at Ray House, mm-hmm. and um, I seen Dave, being Dave, they was playing the game and shit. And I remember I pulled up to him. He said, and Ray was like, "Yo, Dave, I want you to meet my boy Donnie." The first question that came out of his mouth, you fuck with, uh, well, I'm going to say MJ. <laughs> he said, you cool with MJ? And he offered me his left hand to shake. We all know what that left hand means. And I was like, no. Okay. He switched heads. <laughs> I said, hell no, nah, I don't mess with him. And I'm like, uh, and after that, we became friends. Hmm. And that's my bro. But, no, MJ. That motherfucker was so goddamn weird. I knew, I like, the last time I kicked it with him, I had, uh, he brought a movie from me. He brought this anime uh, DVD from me. And I, and I felt like watching it again. I was like, yo, uh, you done with it? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah. So I came over there. And um, I went downstairs into his basement, and it was dark. I'm like, hold up. You got to be fucking kidding me. So I go down there. His He's sitting in the room with his brother. They got the lights off, and his, dude, his brother is, like, beating the skin off his shit to a porno. And he's like, hey, stupid, I got gas. <laughs> Ah! I said, let me get my movie. So, if you don't know this, we're looking for sponsorship. Um, and if you would like to sponsor us, you can contact Dontavious 
at the Judgment Podcast 444 yes. <laughs> at com, or any numbers or any other method that he'll leave in links below. Continue. Hey, bro, come on now, dog. Come on, man. Oh, jeez. Well, he was... was- he was he was he was sitting next to him or was he in a chair? He was in the chair. He was in his bed with covers over him. Like that motherfucker, that motherfucker was about to throw his elbow out. <laughs> Shit, about to pop that bitch <laughs> out of place, huh? That motherfucker needed Tommy John surgery. The way he was. <laughs> my my goodness, uh, you, you you seem to have a oh, massive. Man. Uh, case of tennis elbow. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> was like he was churning butter, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> shit, I'm doing some fucked up pottery. Right. right. No, that nigga if was, he was and Shit, now that pottery would have been all over if you described the way he was going huh? at it. <laughs> right. Listen, it was slow. Like something yeah. out of ghost. <laughs> like, he was churning brother like he never churned brother before. Like, yo, sure, this like- is... This is new. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't touching that butter. <laughs> no, I, I grabbed my I grabbed my DVD and I bounced. I got the fuck out of Dodge. Mm. What made Ricky a real nigga? What made Ricky a real? This nigga stopped kicking in with him when Rush Hour Three came out in theaters. Not it was. I think it was. It was it Rush was. Hour Three. Yeah. When Rush Hour Three came out in theaters, that was the last time you seen Ricky with him. And Ricky said, I will never be seen with this man again. He's held on to that promise since. Mm. That's a that real... Was, that was 07. Man. That was a... I'm like, oh, that's a real name. Now, I've seen him on like two or three occasions when I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. But the key is, you didn't want to. One was a one was a funeral. The other one, I think, was at Gallup and Ghost. And the other one, you know... It sucks that it was a funeral and it wasn't his. Damn. <laughs> And other time, you know, we went to his, Ray took us to his house. <sighs> Why did you go? <laughs> we didn't no, we, know. We, we was already with Ray. We was at Ray's house. We already with him. We was at Ray's okay. house, and he took us over there. Yeah, we didn't know. Trust that. me. <laughs> Believe me. If we wasn't with Ray, we wouldn't have been over at that motherfucker's what house. Believe, believe us when we tell you. And we every didn't. sense, believe it in every sense of the word. And if we wasn't already at Ray's house, we wouldn't have been at we we wouldn't have been at his house at we Dude's would house. Not have stepped foot in that fucking door. I wouldn't want to. I didn't want to be in front of his house. And, mm. and to this day, like I said. Ricky has never been willingly seen with this <laughs> willingly. man. Willingly. <laughs> no. I, I, you never will see me. So nah. seen with this man since 2007. Like, no. You, you like, this dude might listen, dog. You're a fucking weirdo. And then you was trying to talk tough on Facebook editing out your curse words. Like a bitch. Like, <laughs> bitch ass nigga. <laughs> Come on, man, and you grown and you grown as fuck. Come you on, older than Come me, on, my now. G. Like yo, like like your mama's like your mama's behind you or something watching you. Up. Right, and you censoring yourself, and you a grown damn man. Get the fuck out of here. Right, that remind me. Uh, I was talking to Dello not too long ago. Shouts out to Dello. I was yeah. talking. I was kicking it with his ass. Nuts. Shouts to Dello. You know, at the he at the first he was the, at the funeral. He was the first one that that gave me a hug. So. You know, you know I, I, I appreciate that. I though. cried a little bit seeing that. I appreciate it. Because I that. told Dello, when we was in the car on the way, on the way there, I was talking all this cash shit about being strong and all this shit. 
as soon as I seen Mike, I cried like a baby back bitch, and I don't take that back at all. Cause of that, course not. That really fucking hurt. It still hurts to this day, but because of the fact that I don't have a bad memory with him, and the last conversation we had, we was talking about females that we enjoy. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. That's our last conversation with some funny shit. But to see, like, when Dello pulled up, because Dello was like, yo, I got to He said, Ricky was there for me when I lost my mom's. Who am I not to return the favor? We going through our little shit, but he was there for me when I lost my mom's. And anybody who know Dello personally, his mom's is his everything. Yeah. And me, me, Ray, Ricky all pulled up. I was fucking... I was fresh out of surgery. And I wasn't even supposed to be out. I showed up in a sling. How my fucking mind on fucking Viking and Morphine to support my bro. And to see them hug it out. Because like, like Dello was the first person to get that man a hug. And I told Dello in the car, I said, I don't want to hear no more shit about beefing. We just lost Mike. Any of my bros, I don't want to hear none of that shit. Y'all squashed that like men. We just lost Mike. Don't want to hear. Ain't none of that beef shit going on. I'm not saying be kumbaya, kumbaya, and none of that shit. But we just lost Mike. Let bygones be bygones and be men. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't hate Delo. I don't wish nothing bad on you know. So I, you know, I, I, I didn't expect that, but I, I appreciated that. No, you know, I but, didn't. I didn't turn back. I pre. I didn't expect it, him to be, to be the first one to embrace me. But you know, I, I appreciated that. You know, I appreciated him being there. You know, like and, you I know, did, shout out to Dello. You know, you know, Mama Boston. You know, continue to rest in paradise. You know, so right, rest in paradise. And like, man, well, Mama, sweet lady, always. You know, always, always treated us nice. Every whenever we was around her so you know. to this day i still did to this day i still give dello grief <laughs> about that shit in rapper you know, it's funny because the first time <laughs> we ran into dello i've known dello since 92 as well okay that day we ran back into dello was the first day i found out ricky rapped okay that was the first time i found out he rapped we rapped and we've been we that was summer of oh seven because that's when I first met that's when I first met Dello summer of oh seven and we we pulled into the you know before we was going you know of course we, we going to Rockford so you know we gotta get gas so we put them to the gas station and I used I used to have a gang of instrumentals just everywhere we went because we all back when we was just you know bullshitting with rap you know we used to be in the car just just saying whatever just rhyming over instrumentals just you know just just something we did to pass the time when we was bored just saying whatever pops in our head. I started freestyling on the instrumental. Then after I was done, he started, and I'm looking at him like, hmm. and that, and from that, from that day forward, we've we been, we've been rhyming together ever since. Yeah, like, and it was crazy because, like I said, I was shocked when he started rapping because me and Ricky used to go to these ciphers all the time at West we had and a listen to these niggas rap. And some of them were ass. <laughs> and even in my head, I'm like, I know I can rap better these better than these niggas, but I just didn't have the confidence to do it. But since this nigga was growing on me, 
as a friend and then to find out that he's related to my best friend hell no so when we go into Rockford I think he put on the clips yeah C- clip I never forget cause it's still one of my favorite songs from them uh, I'm Not You yeah over that beat and he put and, and, Rick, and, and Rick used to have this big ass smile on his face when he had his instrumentals cause we knew it was time to fucking rap <laughs> Like this motherfucker, <laughs> pull out these big ass seat, thick ass CD case of fucking instrumentals and shit. <laughs> nah, we rapping today. That this motherfucker put on that damn beat, and he started rapping. I mean, music is always that's that's my been always been my therapy. That's always what I've been used to cope with it, with anything, especially especially death. You know, that's how I was, you know, that was, that was, I found music. That was the, you know, the year I lost my uncle. So that, you know, he passed in February, a couple months before my prom and graduation. It was that summer, you know, I found me, well, music found me. You know, I was just on the internet one day and I was just downloading it, just a gang of instrumentals and, you know, just started rapping on them. And And the crazy part is I used to rap with my family, but I stopped. Cause I was like, it's no point. Cause it's like, I just didn't have the energy to rap anymore. I I didn't care for it. And then like that trip for Rockford, when we spent that whole trip rapping, I'm like, damn. I got I found I got my love back. Like this this is how I want to feel whenever I write a spit a verse. And the crazy part is I used to freestyle everything. And I used to write. <laughs> Okay. Like he used to write everything, so fast forward. I, and, and crazy part is, people come say, "Donnie, your ass is gonna be a menace when you start writing." And he used to say that. He says, "I swear, if this nigga could just write this shit, or if he could remember half this shit, the crazy <laughs> shit that he be saying, this motherfucker is gonna be crazy." And then. um we uh we formed a group with uh, a cousin of mine that I found out later was my cousin. I'm not telling that story. Uh, and uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna write. And I wrote that verse. I think the first verse I wrote was uh, my body. Man, dang, I ain't heard that in so yeah, man. You yeah, just, I, I, I honestly, the moment you said that, that that and Dello it produced instantly, that, it instantly played in my head, just instantly. Right, and Dello produced that song, so that's the first verse I wrote. Man. I think my best verse at the time before my body was "Clap It Up," another classic. And I was like, "Yo, now I'm writing." And as soon as I start writing, this nigga, he puts the penny pad down. Oh, I just write verses in my head now. <laughs> I said, "Oh, now you freestyle, <laughs> you motherfucker, you." Because I went, I went through three. I went through three transitions. I went through, you know, writing on paper. Then I went from that to writing in my typing in my phone. And I was then I just went from that phase to just not writing in my head. But even I think even when I was writing on a, in a, on a, even when I was writing in in my phone, I could still do it in my head. I I think that's when I realized it. I'm like then I then I got past that transition and now I'm on. This is what I've been doing ever since you know for some years now just writing in my head. Like you know just I can just easily 
it's like I'm I'm thankful that I can go in a booth and don't have to and don't have to look at a piece of paper or a phone while I'm rapping. I could just go in there and recite a verse off memory. Hmm. It's or cause it's all it's already etched in my brain. I could just go in there and just do a whole I could do a whole song in one take. Yeah, we call them one take Ricky. But then again I had but then I stopped doing that. I'm like, you know what? Let me just let me let me stop doing that so you know. He started and just, and just learn how to and just learn how to structure it instead of just going all because I can do it. I just choose not to. Well, why don't you just do what you're doing but also have it structured? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if you're able to, I mean, it's already it's it's already like structured. Even when I do like one takes, it's already it's already structured. But it's, it's just, like, it's just it's... that I like now. You know what? I'm gonna just stop and then then come in do the hook. Cause and, then, like, and then and then do my verse. Cause so it's, it's, our, it's already structured. Because with our songs, this is like it's breath control. Because our hooks, yeah. our hooks take on a whole nother energy than what our verses would do. And some like it was my it was my problem because I used to do the same thing, and I said I start structuring my songs better right when I wrote my first album, which was Lammy. That's the first the, time. The I, Rami A. Hmm. Two oh seven North Lamy, I heard what you said. <laughs> it was called two oh seven North Lamy. And I literally wrote that's the first time I had structure to it. And then my so by the time I wrote my second album, which is Black Dilbert, that was a fucking movie. Yeah. Because oh, I incorporated everybody. It was skits before the songs. Because like the whole Black Dilbert name came from when I got hurt. And the doctor said, well, you can either do security or you can be the Black Dilbert. I said, huh? This is Black Dilbert. You know the guy with the curly and the tie? I said, oh, Black Dilbert. I said, why the fuck does that name stick? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get For instance, you know who's the first person to give me the Blackberry to write on? Oh. Mike. Did you, did, did you tell me that before? I, I believe you. Mike yeah, is the first person to hand me a black, hand me the black, to, to give me the Blackberry to write on. Hmm. Because Blackberry was the only phone that had a notepad on it. And I got tired of... Was it? Yeah, I think Blackberry was the only phone at the time to have a notepad on it. Hmm. Okay. Because every time, I used to have this big ass black book where I wrote my rhymes. But I'm a lefty, and sometimes my fucking knuckles scrape across the damn shit, and they fuck up my words. And I just got tired of doing it. So I said, I got to figure out a way. And then Mike had pulled out this Blackberry with the little touch, with the side scroll. And I said, Mike, what's that? He says, my Blackberry. He said, oh. I said, does it have a, like, a notepad or some shit on there? He said, yeah. I was like, I got to get a Blackberry. And he gave me that blackberry because he got a new one well wh- one thing about us like we already come to the studio with our song structure we just all we gotta do is just record it pull, it, we up, do pull is... it up go in the, and record it that's it we can knock out we can we can go in we can go in the booth right now and just and knock out as many songs as we want hmm. depending hmm. on like okay depending on how we feel we can just go in there and knock as many as we you want. know that's interesting that's almost I mean, I, w- I won't say it's exact because it's not the exact same thing, but the creative uh, process that you guys use, 
is similar to the way that I make my comic book characters. Like, mm. I, I haven't written any of them down, but I have at least like a hundred in my head. And that's talent. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I've been I've been making them since I was in grade school. But. It's crazy because, like, God-given talent. Be honest with you, I, I I I almost believe that you should be an animator. I haven't learned to draw yet. You don't have to. You don't have to, because there's plenty of YouTube animators that use the most simplest techniques, and as long as they tell a good story, it's great. Because it's just like a lot of them don't even really have artistic talent like that. They just know how to draw a certain thing. It's just like the guy odd ones out. His character is literally a big ass circle, big ass head circle, uh, no arms, like little nubbed hands that just tell stories, hmm. and it has a comedic twist to it. And He's one of those, and I love his animations. And there are other people who draw really well, like Jaden Animations. She doesn't do it too. She doesn't do it as much as she used to, because her animations is so structured, and it takes so much time to do it that she can do three animations a month and get ten million views. Hmm. Just by telling the story. So, with you, because your mind is so fucking creative, you can take those characters and just build off that. Do a collection of stories. You don't even have to draw them the best. You just draw them to the image that fits what you want for them. And just go off that. And tell the story. Take take your little microphone like this. Mm-hmm. Do your little voiceovers. And you can line up that audio. And it's probably easier to line up the audio. Using animation. Than it is. Video like we're doing now. Is, is it is it like. You have it in your head. But it's like. So hard for you to get it down. Or draw it down on paper. Is yes. It, okay. I, I mean. I, I figured that. I mean, I, I know ex- the thing is, I'm, I have the same image of the way that they look, even from the first time that I created them, from, like, grade school. And I'll have, like, th- there was this one origin story I had for a character that had an origin story that was based off of two other characters that were fighting. <laughs> and I have them, like, even when I think about it, the, the, the good guy's facing this way, the bad guy's facing this way. And it's the same every single time, but I don't know how to draw that effectively onto paper. Yeah, I mean, Miss Burton is the reason why I love art so much. Like this, the, the, besides the fact that she's a very beautiful lady, I love when she drew because it's just like it told a story to me. Like I saw the story in her paintings. Or her drawings, which is the reason I write the way that I write. She's literally the reason I write the way that I write. That's how I, I feel. I feel with our my music. I feel like our music is a work of art. You know, we just just we like just painting out. We paint our visions on on wax. Just like I'm glad 
that these trains don't replace their trains. Because y'all people, y'all really need to appreciate trains. Because those are moving art exhibits. Like to see the beauty that these guys get up late at night when nobody's around so they don't get in trouble. And the risk that they take to create something so beautiful on the train. And I'm not sure if anybody notices this. And I don't know if they made a a deal with... I mean, I don't know how that works. But have you noticed... And, and maybe they over they overpaint it. But have you noticed that they don't paint over the numbers? No, they don't at all. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's a, a thing they chose not to do. Or if... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, because, like, sometimes I have to go and wait for a train to go past in order to go somewhere. And I notice that they never paint on the numbers. Like, in any of the identifying numbers for the, the train car, mm-hmm. they're untouched. It's like they painted around them. Well, shit. I think, I'm just saying, it's I like. I think it's a respect thing because yeah. they, they want the train. I, I don't think I really no, paid I, attention I, to that. I noticed that. I noticed that. But I think it's a respect thing because they, like, they want the train to be identified. Mm-hmm. So it's, they don't want to do, do that shit. But they have enough of a canvas as to where they can get their artwork out the way and it still stands out. You know the number. But also the number of the train can identify their work too. Oh yeah, I drew it on this train right here. So they probably use it as an identification as to the train that they drew on. And it's just like, I'm glad they don't get rid of that because trains are are moving art exhibit. You get to see this beautiful, this beautiful shit on a train and it moves and it goes around the world delivering packages and you get to see the art that these men, women create. Do they have trains in Hawaii? I think, I don't know. I know they have an interstate, which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they do. Because, like, these people need to see this artwork. It's beautiful. It's like, I I have, I respect all graffiti artists. Because it takes a certain type of talent to take a spray and create something with spray. Not a brush, not a pencil. Spray. And then it looks so goddamn beautiful. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is spraying it on. Mm-hmm. You use it like, that's beautiful to me. I respect all graffiti artists. Like, like I wish more companies just created a, I wish, tra- I wish the people who made, built trains, just built trains with nothing on it. Nothing. Just a number to identify the train. And just gave the degree free artist a canvas to work with. Because that's where you find most of their artwork. On trains. I mean, or uh, under bridges, but no one goes there. But nobody really goes under bridges like that. Yeah. Well, shit, definitely not in Illinois. Right. <laughs> you don't go down the bridge in this motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I'm like, I appreciate artwork more because of the people <gasps> that I see do it. Like, for instance, Miss Burner or my brother. I'm trying to get my brother to do the same thing I just said. 
you should do. Because he has a very creative mind. He can look at you one time and draw you exactly as is. Just off one look. And I'm trying to um, build my money up so I can invest in my brother as well. Because his artwork deserves to be seen. I feel like he can feed his daughters off his artwork. Well, if that's the case, then... (laughs) You may, I mean, you may not have to do anything. He may be able to do it himself. I understand he can do it himself. No, 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 that, like, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. That's oh, not what I mean. Okay. What I'm saying is, based off of his art alone, he should be able to get enough uh, recognition and have people. I mean, you get what I'm saying, like, yeah. like I'm, I'm saying you. Sh- I'm not saying you shouldn't or should. I'm just saying you, you might not have to. Uh, Oh no! I'm I saying it. it may not be necessary for you to. I mean, I'm saying like if his stuff is as good as it is. Like there's a guy that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's a he's a great artist. Like he I I would I, I would dare call him a master. His name is uh, Rob Pryor, mm-hmm. and he does this thing where uh, I've I've met him and I was in awe of his work. Mm-hmm. He draws. He he paints. With both hands simultaneously, mm. and I've actually I've actually been with him at, at a certain comic cons or various other conventions, and he'll he'll paint this entire thing to music, and it's like he's doing all this stuff and everything, and if somebody and if he has like these prints that he sells, mm-hmm. and if somebody wants it signed, he'll stop, he'll put his brush down, and he'll sign it, and he'll go back to it. It's a freaking amazing to watch this guy work. And to watch him work is as amazing as the stuff he produces. That's nice. I mean, seriously, like, like you, you can actually, like, if you go to YouTube, you could probably uh, find him, you know, doing stuff. But it's like, it's great. Yeah, I, but that's the type of stuff I appreciate because mm-hmm. I like, like, to be an artist, like a true artist, whether you're painting, whether you're rapping, singing, or anything. Your brain have to be on a different type of frequency to create what you want to create. You have to have a different type of frequency that goes on to your brain that does that. Because my brother's talent, I want it to be known. I want I want people to see his story. And I know he can tell his story through his art because like because he's really good at it. Just like I'm encouraging you to do that. Because I see your post, and, I, and, I, and I'm aware of your mind, because we talk outside of this. Oh, the interesting thing is, I'm not even talking about the stuff I post on Facebook. I'm, I'm saying, like, I mean, when I say comic characters, I'm not talking about the stuff that is, that's on Facebook. I know, but... I mean, I, I'm talking about just, quote-unquote, comic book. I know, and that's why I said that should be... T- that story should be told. Hmm. Because if it's anything like what you put on Facebook... I'm copping the whole fucking catalog. Right. Yeah, your profile pic should be turned into a comic book strip. Right. <laughs> that should be that should be drawn and and, and, and put in a comic book. Right. <laughs> that should be You're like you come straight out of a comic book. Right. Aquaman. Right. But yeah, it's just like Frederick Douglass version. Get out. <laughs> Childish Gambino version. Get out. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, this is like, 
that's, that's, but that's nice though. Like I, I, I do definitely appreciate all artists because your brain has to be on a different type of fucking frequency, whether it's trying to come up with the right words to rhyme, or 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 getting this image in your head and putting it on paper, like regard or or the people that use fucking objects that can't. That, that necessarily shouldn't even be used as art as art. Like, who the fuck takes sand and turns it into a masterpiece? Mm. Who the fuck takes... Who does fucking artwork with their fucking toes and paints some Michelangelo 16 chapel type shit? Hey. Like, you see what I'm saying? Mm. You ha- your brain has to be on a different type of frequency to pull off something so creative. And it's just like... And then when you come up with something that creative and it tells a story, my nigga, that's awesome. And that's why I say you don't have to necessarily know how to draw. Your story behind it is going to pull people in. And you have the voice of a good storyteller. So you like... I'm pretty sure there's plenty of females when we blow up that will and, and, and the and the voice of a of a good late night radio talk show. Host. Exactly. So they would love for your voice to be on their phone reading them books or some shit. Right. Here we on a midnight hour. Right. What's your man Vincent? Like you a younger Morgan Freeman. You son of a <laughs> <laughs> You a younger Morgan Freeman. You have the voice for it. And I'm like and that's like uh, I'm trying to encourage my brother to do it. Younger Morgan Freeman. He's a younger Morgan Freeman. It's like the voice. Because when people oh, which which era? Because I'm thinking I don't know. From like, the electric company. We, we, we not talking like lean on me. We not talking lean on me, Jake. <laughs> we not talking. And call me crazy, John. Next thing I have to call me Batman. <laughs> no, we're not talking about him. We talking about Bruce Almighty. Okay. <laughs> We talking about Bruce Almighty Morgan Freeman. I still believe he's Jesus. I think when I we die, we gonna, we gonna see Morgan Freeman, despite him, despite his um, off camera activities. I think I may die and see Morgan Freeman. If I see Morgan Freeman, I know I'm dead. Damn. Like damn, you really Jesus, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> see. Boom, Docs was right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, no, I appreciate art, which is why I'm trying to encourage my brother to do it. Because I've seen this device, it's called the Hueon, some shit. It's, it's made by Hueon. Okay. But with the, uh, and it also runs with Adobe. Okay. Uh, I got. What I does got it do? Art. It animation. does art? It, like, it does animation. Okay. And you can literally draw on it. It's like, it looks like a tablet. And you line it up, draw on it, and you draw your little animations. And there's a lot of people that does their animations off that and post on YouTube. Hmm. And they literally just like, I'll show you once we get off camera and shit. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's just like, it's, it's beautiful. Damn, I wish we could, uh, I wish... My brother did that, so I'm trying to find a device for my brother so he can do it. Because hmm. I, wa- I want him to, like, I'm trying to encourage him to do it just like I'm encouraging you to do that. 
Hmm. It's just like people are going to be interested in hearing your story because the comic book, comic book, comic book characters are the shit. Especially people who love reading comics. Mm-hmm. If you got like as a me as a comic book fanatic, and anybody else who's a comic book fanatic, like, hey, listen, we need something new and fresh. Oh, I have a lot of them. Exactly, and with your idea process, dude, you can you can create a comic book and feed your family for two million years. You know what's interesting? <laughs> uh, a friend of mine said that, uh, you know, he, he was always accusing me of coming up with a, a comic book character after I had already seen one. It's like, no, I made this character up like years ago. It's like, yeah, 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 you just made him up. It's like, no, I didn't. And But wait, wait. But so one day he uh, said, you know, I've, I've always been joking, which I, I know you, you know, most likely made him up, but you're, you're acting like you can't make one up in, you know, a few minutes. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Okay, how about this? I'll give you, like, uh, this. It's like, all right, cool. So he gave me uh, the start of a story, and I completed it, and the next day I had it, like, pretty much finished, like, to a point where it could be a working comic book. Mm. And it's like, but within, like, half an hour, I had a pretty good set. I mean, it was pretty much set, but I just, you know, worked on it a little bit longer after that but it's like huh, I guess I can make one up pretty quick I, I just never thought about it because normally I'm just in the process yeah just like my brother like for instance back to music my brother didn't believe I was that good of a freestyler he said that ain't no freestyle I said like, bro you haven't heard me rap a lot have you and, uh, and one day he uh it was a song that we did on our, on our tape with my own brother. And um, Vaughn did not believe that I could freestyle until he showed up to my crib unannounced with my brother and his homeboy. And the only reason I didn't get pissed off was because they had weed. Mm-hmm. And we was like four five blunts in. And my bro threw on the damn beat. And I was like, all right. And we recorded the song in the house. Because my bro had his mic, had the mic and everything, all the equipment with him. So he set it up right here. I'm sitting in the chair, I was high as hell. And Vaughn was sitting right here. He was like, ain't no way in hell. He said, this nigga is not going to freestyle this shit. And then I said, all right. And I kicked off the verse by saying, brother showed up to my crib and it was unannounced. And he realized, it was like, wait a minute, I did just do that shit. Mm. And I literally spit that verse of what just happened in that same moment. And that's when he's like, oh shit, this nigga really can freestyle. I said, bro, I could, shit, I could have called Ricky, he could have told you that. You know how many times people didn't believe I could really freestyle like that? And I had to show them, like, our homeboy Marcus. He didn't believe I freestyle like that. And then this nigga Ricky pulled out that big-ass bag of instrumentals. Just so happened to pull out a song, put, put the CD in, and pulled out 
um, Young Bucks the interview. Pulled on that instrumental. And these niggas literally asked me questions and I answered them rapid. I answered them rapid. And ever since then, me and Marcus has been like this. Hmm. Like, we've been the best of friends ever since. And it starts with this nigga. Every time I'm with Ricky, I was like, damn, I'm going to probably have to rap today. Because this nigga is going to rap. Regardless of where we at, this nigga going to rap. Like, we going to have to rap. Oh, yeah, good news. We didn't get the copyright strike for the song. Okay. What what happened with that? Because. What song? Um, Cross the Bridge. You two tried to put a strike on it. I was like, no, this is our song. We wrote this. We are the artists who wrote it. And they did a review because it belonged, the song, it was another song. Somebody put out a song with the same beat. And it was ass. Like, (laughs) it was out for like four years and only had seven views. Damn. And I take that back. Six. I was the seventh. Damn. That's when I realized it was ass. I'm like, bro, come on now. I ain't gonna spit some little horseshit ass Lupe shit. Like, you sound like a Dollar General Lupe. Damn. So, he does that weak ass song. And I was like, no, we, we, we're the artists. We're here. We're like, that, this is our song. And um, you two removed it. And now it plays. Okay. So, yes, we can still get revenue for that song. Still get revenue for that episode and that song. And it's just like, man. I'm like, oh, boy. So, yeah, that that happened. God damn it. These Hmm. motherfuckers and these fireworks. But then again, it is July. There's There's fireworks everywhere. So, I understand. But, yeah, just so y'all know, my birthday is July 27th. I will be 35 years old. Congratulations. That's a blessing, man. And uh, I would like weed. (laughs) Weed from everybody. I don't care. Just give me some weed. Because there's honestly, there's only really two things I want for my birthday. There's only two things I want. And that's a better camera for the podcast or weed. Thought you were gonna say something else. That's automatic. Oh, okay. And I know who to get that from. Right. Like I know exactly who to get that from. Hmm. In fact, for my birthday, yeah, I, I have to I have to make it mandatory to be in her guts. Okay. And of course, I think that was the anniversary of the video, that first first video, Mars Mario sixty four. Yeah, that is the anniversary we all, of our very first music video. We Mario all went 64. to Joe Crib. and we all went to Joe Crib. Me, me, you, Nub, Ray, Joe, Billy Ray, and that was a fun time. That was great. Man. And the crazy part great. is, once again, I was in a sling, high on morphine and Vicodin, and we shot that video. I literally wrote two mixtapes on drugs. And I was sick as a dog that day, but I had to come out. I had to do. I had to be a part of that video. He was I wasn't, sick I as hell. Gonna, I wasn't gonna miss that video. 
He was sick as hell. I was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was sitting in that room playing the game, having a good ass time. And it was just like, and when you look at that video, I was like, y'all notice I wasn't moving my right arm barely at all throughout that fucking video. And I was and I was telling this like, no, pay attention. I really wasn't moving my right arm because I I couldn't. Like I could move it a little bit, but that motherfucker oh it's stiffer than a damn cactus. <laughs> that motherfucker was not moving. Oh jeez, I am on drugs. My <laughs> homeboys is here, and we shooting a fucking video. And it was probably the best moment, bet one of the best moments I had in a birthday. And I don't even know what I'm going to do for my thirty fifth. Hmm. I want to do something, cause shit, the world is opening back up. Right, Illinois is back open. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I want to do something. I want to do I want to do something great, and I want to do something that involves very few people, but my favorite people. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I don't want nothing, no big extravaganza type of shit. I want to be around my favorite people for that for that whole day, and my birthday falls on a weekday, so I'm gonna have to wait till the weekend to really celebrate. Oh, okay. Nah, oh, we definitely celebrating and we're potting. We are gonna have fucking birthday pie, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. And I'm go- and I'm- we're going to enjoy ourselves because like I can't be sad no more for Mike's passing because I don't think not. I don't think I know Mike wouldn't want that for us. He says, I understand I'm not here, y'all, but nigga, have fun. Do that for me because that's what all I did when I was around y'all. Yeah. He lived life. Yeah, he did. He lived life to the fullest, man. All he did. To the absolute fullest. So why can't I have fun with my boys and hopefully get a chick to get some fun girl serving? And thinking about that picture, I remember the last that I think the last block party that was like I think the last black par- block party that we was the that we was at black with party. <laughs> black well it was a lot of black it people there. A lot of black people there. <laughs> I think that was the last block party that we we went to with him. That was what 2015. And that's the first picture me, you, and him took together. I, I, was it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the first picture me, you, and him took together. Cause we've only we only got two pictures together. The time um, we got, I think we got two or three. We got that one. We got that one. Well, we got we got that one. Then we had another one that we took when you know Darrell jumped in. Right. And then we had the one that we had two that we did outside. I think it was Hooters. Outside of Hooters. Outside of Hooters. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one that's on his obituary. Yeah. That picture. One of them. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, it was like two, two or three. Yeah, so we got like, but that was the first picture where it was like me, Mike, and him, and that's my cover. That's my cover photo for. Yeah. My are uh, like, cause that's what I put that the day they announced that he had passed. 
and I, I put that up because I was like, that's because the original picture was a picture of my actual family, and I was like, no, this is my family, my brothers, and I just lost my brother, so that picture went up. And it was a, and the crazy part is Chantel took that picture. Yeah, she did. Chantel took that picture. Hmm. And I'm, oh, I'll, listen. If Chantel ever tell me she's single. Hmm. Listen. I'll, <laughs> listen. I'm trying to get my life right for you, Chantel. <laughs> right. Shout out to Chantel. You know, there are beautiful, two, beautiful woman. Very there, beautiful. Listen. You know. There are two women in Shout my out life. Shout to homegirl. Listen, let me let me have this moment. There are two women in my life right now that I want to fix my life for. Thought you were gonna say something else. Go ahead. I was about to say that too, but no, I'm I'm, I'm being very respectable here. Okay. There are two women I, I'm willing to like get my life together like for. One is is Tracy, and another one is Chantel. Like Chantel, I'm trying to change my life for you. <laughs> like I I I want. I, I, I want to grow old with you. Tracy, you two. One of you two are going to be the women I grow old with. Well, you could always have a polyamorous uh, set up and, and have both. Hold on one second. There's not enough sperm in my balls for that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 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 like I'm willing to change my life for them two women, and, and it's crazy because it's I can see like, that happen with him. Just a bunch of women want to walk in. What is this? What is this, Vincent? What I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm... so. What I'm hearing you say is <laughs> you're not happy. <laughs> just like with that, with that same look on your face. So what I'm hearing you say well, is you're not satisfied enough. Women always want to be heard. That is true. And she just, but the thing about it is, she could never get him angry, and that would make her more angry. She fussing. So what I'm hearing you say is, <laughs> <laughs> so to my understanding, she'll be ready to flip tables, right? And and, and don't let him use his favor. Or ideally. <laughs> Telling you, he's the type of person that fuck a bitch and in the middle give her a snapple fact. You know what? Calm down. Look, what you need to do is go somewhere and find some structure in your life. Come back and then come back to me and we can talk like two, two adults. Like for instance, he and he'll be clever. Like he's the type that fuck a bitch and give her a snapple (laughs) fact. Like at the most opportune time. Like he's hitting it from the back. And he just stops. Did you know that Uranus, the planet? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking something else too. Like you would do that in the My mind was on the other. <laughs> Did you know that Uranus, the planet? <laughs> do you know the exact amount of rain? <laughs> like you would do some shit like that. Speaking of shoe hell, uh, the exact amount of rain. Right. He gonna make it rain, all right. Yeah, your ass gonna give us some Snapple Fact sack. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Of Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta set yourself up with that one. 
no, he's been kicking my ass all day. See, you don't know the shit that he's been <laughs> doing off camera. Cause <laughs> right. <laughs> I pulled. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I wish you I did You gotta be consistent. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, I, I Vince, Vince is sneaking up. He'll, he'll sneak up on you with some stuff. I gotta tell you about the conversation we had before we fight <laughs> And it's all his fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. This is high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we could see this. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> but, yeah. It was funny. It was very funny. <laughs> and the, the reason yeah. I can't even bring it up because the subject matter was a touchy subject. But <laughs> it's what he said. <laughs> well, well, what? Very <coughs> touchy. It was a very touchy subject. <laughs> it was it was a subject as to where this joke was not supposed to be cracked. <laughs> <laughs> but it was anyway. But the good thing about it, it wasn't. <coughs> it was. It wasn't recording. Correct. Yes. <laughs> it oh, wasn't recording. Goodness. But that joke should have been recorded. It was. It's classic. <laughs> I'm gonna say that to somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna say that to one of these chicks. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, shit. That's funny as hell. Whoo. Okay. Man, that look. You know what, y'all? We go end on that. <laughs> we go end on that. Mm-hmm. I am your host. Dontavious <laughs> Rowe. That's Vincent. Hello. Welcome back, Ricky. Well, it feel good to be back, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Definitely feel good to be back. Oh, I need yeah. I needed these laughs today. Oh yeah, so now that oh yeah, reason no episodes have been put up as of late because my computer crash is back up. I'm gonna drop episodes soon, but we do a new segment now. But but wait, how how would they know if they haven't heard the other ones or this one yet? I put out just the audio. Oh okay, I put okay. out just the audio. Okay. So. With that being said, we got a new segment where, you know, it ends with I love you. And I just wanted to tell everybody who's been a part of this circle of ours, I love you. That goes for Rail, Candy Pop, uh, Chantel, everybody we mentioned. I love y'all. Always have. Always will. Mama Jenkins, I love you. Mama Tops, I love you. I gotta text you that. Like, like that call from her. That that touched my heart when she called me. Yeah, I was the day he passed. Yeah, I was yeah. in the living room. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like I I I I love them. Mister Tops, love you, sir. Yeah. Great, great. So you know, we always gotta end with the, I love you. Let y'all know that the 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 Judgment Podcast love y'all. So with that being said, I bid y'all farewell. 
Round of applause. Ah, this is awesome. Boosie. Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. We out.